Here's how the Kang Dynasty will begin in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Dan Casey, and today we're diving back into the quantum realm to talk about all things Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The highly anticipated Marvel movie dropped a brand new trailer on Monday, which we broke down in detail for you yesterday. One thing that immediately stood out is the film's tagline, witness the beginning of a new dynasty. Well, considering the title of the next Avengers film is Avengers the Kang Dynasty, I think we can guess where things are heading. But before we invoke a level five Kang watch, we want to explore the question of how exactly the Kang Dynasty will begin in Quantumania. Well, folks, we've got a theory, and while it's speculation for the time being, if we're right, it could be considered a spoiler. So if you want to go into this movie knowing nothing at all, leave now and give thanks to your favorite superhero instead. Thank you, Spider-Man. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Let's start with one thing that we all know to be true. Kang the Conqueror is strong as hell, and not just because Jonathan Majors is absolutely yoked. As described by Janet Van Dyne in the new trailer, Kang can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. Combined with the movie's tagline, this is an obvious tease for the mechanisms that will lead us to the Kang Dynasty. After escaping the quantum realm, Kang will establish his dynasty in the form of a multiversal empire. He will conquer reality after reality, and doing so will cause increasing amounts of incursion events as he shatters timelines and rewrites existence until there is but one unified universe of battle world. And from there, he will rule over all of space and time in Avengers Secret Wars. And yes, he may need the power of the Scarlet Witch to do so, but to find out why, check out our recent video about Agatha Coven of Chaos. But despite all that power, Kang still needs help, and hilariously enough, he needs help from an Avenger, one that he might not have killed before. And fittingly enough, it's the Avenger that many people underestimate. <laughs> no, not Hawkeye, Ant-Man. Great. The self-described little guy from Scott's autobiography. Who are you? Come on, man. While Kang is incredibly powerful and someone that even he who remains feared on Loki, he's also trapped in the quantum realm. Kang might have an army of soldiers with sweet opaque blue helmets and a cushy citadel in that sprawling city of Chronopolis, but he lacks the means to actually free himself. So what happened? Well, based on the designs of Chronopolis in the trailer, it appears to be the gears of a giant clock centered around some kind of device designed to concentrate power. And it looks as though Chronopolis could be an engine of some sort, maybe an engine that powers a ship that Kang can use to travel the multiverse, or one that can open portals to other realities in the multiverse. And this variant of Kang was most likely trapped in the quantum realm during the events of the first multiversal war, as described in Loki. There was a vast multiversal war Given how Scott was able to survive the Snapture in Infinity War because he was trapped in the Quantum Realm, it seems like Kang might have escaped similar scrutiny when He Who Remains started pruning timelines and feeding his enemies to Eliath. Given Janet's apparent experience with Kang before, our best guess is that Kang was very close to escaping the Quantum Realm at one point, maybe even with Janet's help. However, she clearly discovered his true motives or saw the evil within him and sabotaged his means of escape. How exactly she damaged this device remains to be seen, but our best guess is that it involves using the last bit of pin particles she had with her after she went subatomic. Now, the reason that Kang needs Scott isn't just because he's really good at close-up magic or teaching an ant how to play the drums. Rather, it's because Scott has access to Pym Particles and he can be manipulated by first tempting him with the offer of making up for lost time with his daughter and later taking said daughter prisoner. Sorry, Cassie. Whatever Kang needs, it clearly requires Pym Particles to either access or resize to serve his purpose. 
Given the design of that bluish orb-like object we saw in the first trailer compared to the concentric rings we see in the second trailer, it definitely seems like the quantum MacGuffin of this film is something our heroes need to access from within. As for where this object could be located, maybe it's in that village of freedom fighters that Kang's forces attack, or it could be in an unstable part of the quantum realm that we glimpsed from that damaged platform. Now, at one point, we see Scott taking a leap of faith in what appears to be an undulating pit of tentacles of space and time. This is likely an unstable part of the quantum realm where space and time react in kind of funky ways, especially to organic matter. It's also likely why we see Scott split into so many different variants of himself and why that giant man variant gets turned into spaghetti like so many Reed Richards in so many multiverses of madness. <laughs> Now, whatever this device actually is, Heart of Forever and Forever Crystal theories notwithstanding, based on the shot of Kang placing this object into a battery housing in the first trailer, we can probably safely assume it's going to be the power source. And the recent trailer also heavily teased a final battle in which we see Scott getting Kang stomped. It also appears like this happens on either the bridge of a ship or in a specialized chamber where this device is housed. Now, if this device isn't a ship in the traditional sense, it could still be used to make portals into memory and other realities. We saw Scott watching a memory of Cassie as a kid and another shot of Cassie in her stinger armor standing in front of a very similar looking portal. And this also ties back into an early concept for the quantum realm as described in The Art of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was first spotted by Screen Rant. In that book, artist Jackson Z explained, early on there was almost a nexus inside the quantum realm that they wanted to explore, which was a quantum memory palace. I think they were discussing ideas about how Hank might actually be able to go into his own memories and change history. So maybe Chronopolis could function as a device to power this nexus. And this would play into the purpose of the city in the comic books as well, where Kang used it along with the Heart of Forever to serve as a constant across all timelines simultaneously. This would allow him to travel the multiverse, affecting timelines without creating new branch timelines because Chronopolis would technically be present in all of them at once. So, if this quantum memory palace concept is brought back into the fold, maybe those windows into memory we see in the trailer could be portals through which the family, and eventually Kang, escapes. And while it seems like Scott's gonna have to make the ultimate sacrifice play, Kang will definitely escape, either by killing the Avenger or trapping him in the quantum realm. And this will sort of be like our Empire Strikes Back moment prior to the Avenger's eventual Infinity War-style defeat in the Kang Dynasty movie. Once Kang does escape the quantum realm, he's gonna take his army with him to conquer the rest of the multiverse. And each new world he conquers will cause potential Nexus events that Kang engineers and manipulates as he consolidates his power. In turn, these will lead to incursion events, causing the multiverse to collapse in on itself as Kang continues to destabilize it. Kang will lay the groundwork for a dynastic rule across all of space and time itself. And as for his army, that could even be comprised of subservient Kang variants already, kind of like what we see in the trailer with Scott and Hope. And this would also make for a hilarious way to introduce the Council of Kangs from the comics. Because come on, I mean, who doesn't want to see a whole Senate's worth of Jonathan Majors variants just bickering about the best way to conquer the multiverse? I love your shoes, I love your hair. Oh man, nice nose, thanks man, etc. Now, a truly wild wrinkle to this theory is that Kang's escape could happen simultaneously with the death of He Who Remains on Loki. The moment that Kang escapes in He Who Remains' death could have a ripple effect across the multiverse, leading to that big new statue in the lobby of the Time Variance Authority. What? It would also explain why the new statue looks exactly like Kang the Conqueror in the armor he wears in Quantumania. And if Kang does escape, seizing control of an extra-dimensional police force with the tools to erase timelines at will, that's a pretty solid way to bolster your power. 
Kang simply rewrote timelines to make himself the new ruler of the TVA in a much more obvious way than He Who Remains did. And we could even potentially see the TVA arrive on the scene in a post-credits scene, or Ravana Renslayer arrive in Chronopolis, where she is canonically from in the comics. It would definitely make for a compelling season-long arc to unravel over the course of Loki Season 2, which premieres later this year. With that said, we are still crossing our fingers for Mobius to get a jet ski. That'll be fun, though. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's our best theory about how we'll witness the beginning of the Kang Dynasty in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We'll keep overthinking any and all things Marvel for you over on Nerdist in the meantime. But for now, tell us, what did you think about this theory? How do you think that Kang will escape and form his new dynasty? Reincarnation, baby. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.